0: Hello, and welcome to the Sorted of Thoughts podcast, episode one. Um, rather fittingly, uh, this episode I've decided to just base around the importance of getting started, just with anything, with your goals, with shit that you know you're delaying. This podcast honestly has been one of those for me for many months. Um, so I thought rather than just, you know, blaming it on having to really mull over and research something to kick off the series with, I would give myself a little bit of a kick in the ass because. I need to get started, so let's go. If you are new here, which I'm fairly comfortable with the fact that most of you will be, my name's Corey, and I'm about a year or so into this whole, you know, self-discovery, self-improvement. I hate the word journey, but we'll just use journey for the sake of, um, well, now not seamless recording, but anyway. Um... And one of the goals that I really wanted to do this year, as we're now nine months in, was actually kick off a podcast. I wanted to have a place where I could jump on, talk about the, you know, most random, obscure thoughts that I generally then jump into rabbit holes in in my personal life anyway. Those little tidbits that I'll just pull out, randomly tell my family and friends about. Um, Just really obscure, sometimes pointless. But over time, I've developed to, you know, make those beneficial um, tidbits and, you know, things I can incorporate in terms of habits and mindset into my own life to kind of get the fuck out of my own head um, and back into my own life. But in addition to that, like I said, I did want it to be a place where I could come with different facts and theories and thoughts that I've had, basically lay bare my thoughts, sort them out as the title of the podcast might indicate, sorted thoughts and give you a place to kind of sort through yours too, or at least leave you with something to go sort through later anyway. Anyway, let's just jump into it. I guess the word that we're all familiar with in terms of not getting started is procrastination. And what that refers to is the unnecessary delaying of our actions or our decisions, basically just being, you know, what we call lazy, just delaying shit we know we have to do. So I know, for example, in my own life, (laughs) I am um, very motivated by pressure, which is not a healthy way to operate 24 seven. So for example, through high school, there were instances where, you know, the classic waiting till the last minute to do the assignment and then powering through and just smashing it out because, you know, you were driven by that deadline. And there was no other reason for delaying um, and not using all the time in the world. But alas, um, that's what I guess we did. So that was an example of procrastination. Um, we all do it. I don't think I need to go too far into that. Google if you need to know more about it. Um, but basically why people procrastinate, I guess everyone's reasons are individual. Obviously, there's... Procrastination. Just want to make clear as well is you're purposely avoiding doing that thing. It's not. This is not talking to someone's inability, inability um, versus their willingness to do something. It's not about that. It's not a, anything to do with that. Procrastination is surely someone that's purposely and irrationally delaying something. So basically, why people do that is our drive to delay is irrationally stronger than our drive to act. So why this generally happens is because people that, you know, lack self-control and motive, or not lack it, but their self-control and motivation basically are weakened. So they're weakened by things like, you know, when they're exhausted or a delayed outcome in any situation rather than, you know, by a preference of, all right, I'm going to feel good now. And in the short term, as well as, you know, things such as anxiety and fear. So that's, that's where the difference is with people who do procrastinate their self-control and motivation are weaker rather than, you know, all right, I feel good now right, and just push through this shit now to just feel good, you know? Breaking it down, I guess, another step further. Here's just a list of key reasons why people, you know, live out to procrastination in practice. So there's a prioritization of short-term moods. So they prefer to feel better now, even if it will lead to feeling like shit later. We know that. Task aversiveness, so finding a task to be really annoying or boring or just otherwise just shitty to work their way through. Anxiety and fear are obviously, you know, clear ones. So they're worried about being criticized or they might be someone who just really hyper focuses in on perfecting the things that they're working on. And that's not healthy either. Uh, Feeling overwhelmed by, you know, whatever things they've got going on in life, whether that's just a massive fuck off to do list from their boss. And they don't have the balls to kind of speak up and be like, this is too much. Um, or just feeling like they're just all consumed with, you know, all the roles they have to play in life. There's also, you know, perfectionism, disconnection from their future self, so they don't really see, like, what's the consequences of delaying that shit now. Um, An expected effort, like, they you know, looking at it as a mountain, um, rather than just breaking it down and getting started, which is often what we find when we just tuck into things. There's a whole shitload of reasons for people procrastinating. You and yourself, knowing your gut, kind of, why you procrastinate when you do. But what I wanted to look at now is the actual science behind getting started and why there's basically fuck all of us. And when I say us, I'm referring to the entire human collective that actually succeed or, you know, uh, conventionally succeed in what we personally define as success um, in the course of our lifetime. But anyway, it's wild. (laughs) According to the University of Scranton, there's literally 92% of people across the world who set goals, at least at the beginning of the year, who never achieve them. Obviously, that's not too shocking. It's a New Year's resolution. You can tell by, you know, how fucking empty the gyms and stuff are come like March. It starts to, you know, level out to baseline again because people are like, no, nah, fuck this. I'm dropping off the, you know, the bandwagon. <coughs> Sorry. And yeah, a lot of the times I am... Um, I am one of those people. So that leaves basically 8% of us that we're talking about. Um, 8% us again across the world who are goal achievers. So what do you reckon they might be doing differently? I know it's definitely not procrastinating, but just as as a hit list, what they might be do- doing differently. Let's go through that. Now, this research does go into detail that these people, they begin with the end in mind. So basically when setting their goals, they have to know where they're heading so they write those down and whatever you know their proclivity is in terms of their preferred goalkeeping or um you know list setting type of routine they stick to that but they have their goals front of mind at all times they write it down they don't just let it you know disappear into the abyss as just a the thought they had you know on the drive home from work one day they keep that shit written down so it's actively being able to reference to as they're working towards it Now, when they are doing that, it's not a secret either that high performers and other really fuck off productive people, they don't do that shit alone, right? They don't kind of just hide in a corner and wait for, you know, till 10 o'clock at night where they can just work at the shit they're really good at and want to build. They have, they build out that support system around them. So whether that's, you know, a partner or a mentor, a coach, just their family, their friends, whatever they want to do, you know, it's, if you want to get better at tennis, you're probably going to hire... Or hang around or, you know, divulge your wish to be a tennis superstar with someone who plays tennis. So, yeah, it's definitely good to kind of build out that support system. Give a little bit of a thought to who that is in your life. Yes, you don't have to bore everyone with your, you know, work shit and your own shit. They've got their own stuff going on. But think about people that you can kind of not only share as a kind of an update, but professionally, like meet regularly, kind of pick their brain pick their brain to a degree as well. You don't be always meeting them just to kind of get business shit out of them. Um, But they build that support system around them. So they kind of also have that person saying, oh, how'd that go? It's an accountability thing that kind of comes back at some point too, right? So yes, share your goals. Don't brag about them. In saying that, only share shit that you actually intend on doing. Otherwise, you might end up embarrassed. I was going to go through a whole other list, but honestly... I don't think I need to paint that big of a picture. I'm sure there's a lot lot of literature, even on podcasts out there about, you know, the factors around successful people. But one that I find interesting because it is something I've been looking into personally a lot is that these people, they being the 8% of people globally, apparently, who actually achieve the goals they set... Um, Is that they don't multitask. And I've heard a lot of shit around this is that, you know, multitasking, there is no such thing as multitasking. You can do multiple things, but you can only ever do one thing well. Um, Read the one thing, it's a really good book. Anyway, not gonna get sidetracked by that. So, most successful people, they're usually very patient type people. They avoid juggling too many things at once. And multitasking, essentially, like I said, it's a myth. It's damaging to our brains. You end up splitting your focus over so many different things. You lose focus. You lower the quality of your work and it ends up taking so much fucking longer to do things because you're like, okay, yeah, I feel like I'm being effective, just chipping away at, you know, 16 million little things at once. And then you actually, it's just the idea of the progress more than actual physical progress in the end. So yeah, multitasking. I understand we all do it, but honestly, these people that I'm talking about, this elite 8%, they nail down the shit you know that they want to achieve. They get their goals down to the nitty gritty and they put it down into several chunks rather than to complete that huge goal all at once. So they do that. They know that by knocking it down one by one with intense focus and presence in each you know part of that moving chain, that they are getting that done. They don't have to worry about multitasking. Everything's getting there 100% focus and quality the first time. We know there's a whole range of reasons that keep people procrastinating and just not getting stuff. whether it's them lying to themselves out of fear or, um, you know, perhaps they're not some bullshit happens in their life. They can't get started. I'm just going to jump straight into four ways to basically help you get started. And what I wanted to talk about is one time I, I work a corporate job and I was standing in the elevator there that day, uh, one day, and they obviously have, you know, those little screens with the advertising and there was like a listener ad. And it was for Abby Chatfield's new new podcast at the time. And I was just thinking, this was when I first started to really have the thought around starting a podcast. And I thought like, fuck, am I always going to be this guy that just goes home and has these thoughts and comes and like sees them shoved in my face here in the elevator. Or am I going to be the fucking person in the elevator? You, you know, not literally Abby Chatfield, but like, do you know what I mean? And that's kind of when I looked into, looked at that screen the other day and I'm like, this has, you know, her, and just to think how much her career has even boomed since then, if we're going to stick with the example of Abby Chatfield. Love her. Um, like it just, I had to get started. I'm sorry. I just got stuck for a second. I'm getting annoyed at myself all over again. But anyway, here are four ways that you can just pull your finger out of your fucking stinky ass and take action. So the breakdown of your goals. So you're going to want to break down all of your goals into more achievable chunks. So for example, if you want to write a book, I don't know, get the first chapter, view that as your goal, not write a book. It's very simple. I don't, I feel, I feel almost a little bit juvenile breaking this stuff down for you. Um, and for myself, because again, I'm sitting here kind of a little bit annoyed at myself for not having done this sooner. Like I'm just fucking talking to my phone. It's really not that hard. But anyway, like we are talking about before is those successful people that have those support systems that serves intermittently as a commitment device. So whether you want to team up with a partner to ensure that you kind of stick to that stuff. You know, automate your savings, speak to someone at the bank, get a coach, whatever it's going to take to make you accountable, do that. Because if you're re- listening to this for the sake of benefiting from this information, whatever you've been doing to date hasn't worked. All right. So commitment advice, suss it out. Do not be a perfectionist. I mean, it goes without saying it's not cute to be a perfectionist. And you know, that. that's why often people take that the soft, the soft road and They use that as their weakness in interviews and all that kind of shit. But anyway, like there's flaws in flawlessness as well. So don't get stuck in all the details and, you know, that you forget the goal. You'd rather chip away imperfectly, imperfectly, (laughs) imperfectly, whatever, chip away without it being absolutely finished, um, to perfection, according to your vision and be chipping away at that than not, you know, it's that whole thing in primary school that, It's so easy to just get lost in doing the title page and then you just moan and groan when you have to flip over and actually start doing work. Don't be a perfectionist. Just get it done. Get the title up. Catch up with the work that's on the board. Capisce? capiche. All right. And the fourth tip, which is pretty obvious, I guess, and something I'll really be taking heed from um, myself, actually, is to avoid the distractors or distractions. So... A lot of people who, you know, succeeded, conventional success, written books, founded businesses, invested, all of those pe- things, you know what I mean? It's never been because they've listened to their distractors, the people who are like always just talking miserably like oh, you know, you might end up broke if you want to go out on your own and, you know, you shouldn't quit your job, you should stay like, you should you should just stay where it's cushy. People who distract you from what you truly want in your gut and in your heart, know, you know, is for you, that is a distraction we're not just talking about the physical you know distractions like netflix and you know your boyfriend that constantly wants to make out with you while you have set time you know aside to work on your business or whatever get rid of it get rid of it i'm not saying to cut these people out but find a way to perhaps maybe you know compromise or set boundaries so then the people that you want to maintain in your life and those connections and relationships that aren't you know as fickle as an object that they can be maintained but also healthfully and pushing your, uh, you know, your goals and your, your, uh, sorry, it's so late in the day, your shit in the direction you want it to be going in. So ultimately the only ones who ever succeed are literally the ones who start. And I know I used to have, you know, when I used to, before I'd done work on, you know, the, the fear of being seen and all that kind of stuff. I used to feel really jealous and envious of people, particularly on social media or otherwise my age in, in the arts or, you know, with some sort of fame or money. Um, and it's, you know, was it because they were smarter or more talented or, you know, objectively who knows, but what I'm getting at is, I should have just started a billion of those things instead of sitting there jaded, you know, because those people, same same goes now, you know, pretty, every every man and their dog has their own business. And that's great. I love that. Everyone should absolutely pursue that if that's what they feel drawn to. I know that I definitely am in some capacity. Um, And that's great. But it's also like, I feel that sometimes that jealousy of like, shit, I really need to get something started because I worry that, you know, there's not going to be enough room in some undecided market for me or whatever. But it's, you know, again, it comes down to a matter of will rather than, you know, ability or innate ability rather. These people are just starting and that's ultimately going to hold its weight against someone who doesn't and someone who just stays stifled. So anyway, take that into consideration don't be a perfectionist, go break down your goals. I'm hoping to do another episode on basically how we can all capitalize the next four, probably by then three months, um, with basically the model of the 12 week year, because I'm going to be doing it at the same time that I, you know, talk to you guys about it. So hopefully some of you want to jump on it as well. Um, but yeah, very exciting, Can't believe I've done the first episode. Really proud. Now let's try and edit this absolute smash crab together. Anyway, guys, thank you. This has been Sorted Thoughts. I'm Corey Walsh. Mwah.